Hello and welcome to this episode of Baker Hill's Lending Made Easy. Today we're going to be talking about inflation and how it's impacting the financial industry. Uh, I, I think it's all over the news. You see it in your gas prices at the pump. But let's talk a little bit about this inflation impact in financial spaces and also in terms of cash in deposits at banks and credit unions and what that means long term for lending. Yeah. yeah. David, Go, timely one, right? As we kind of were kicking this around at dinner last night of what does this actually mean to, to the financial institutions you know, that we work with and serve? One can argue that inflation in general is a net positive for the financial institutions, although it, I think, depends on how you view them as either net creditor or net debtor. What are your thoughts on, on what a, you're seeing as it relates to just the numbers in the market, but B, how long do you think it's going to be here and what the impact could be? Well, yeah. So just off the bat, mortgage rates are 30% higher than they were at the beginning of the year. So you'll see mortgage lending fall, which should impact bank earnings. You'll also see impacts to housing. The uh, A house is the inverse of a bond, right? So the value goes up when rates go down. The value goes down when rates go up. So the population of people that can afford the same house goes down. Right. So supply and uh, demand dynamics change. But I think the bigger issue here is the compression of the yield curve. So if you take the 10 year yield and, and subtract the two year back in December, you got 80 basis points. Say you have six. So we see the long end of that yield curve compressing. And what that tells us is that the bond market's indicating that there'll be a slowing in the economy and the rates will be reduced in the longer term because of that slowing in the economy. So an inverted yield curve is not a good thing for banks because they borrow short term and they lend long term. If your borrowings are, are creeping up on what you're actually lending at, your margins are becoming compressed. So the question here is what's going on? When you combine that with what's going on in the economy, think about what happened in twenty April of 20, $1,200 went out in a stimulus check to consumers. In May or July of 20, May through July of 20, we enhanced unemployment insurance. January of 21, we cut $600 additional checks to everybody. March of 21, we cut $1,400 checks to everybody. And then in July of 21, we increased the child tax credit. And this is the big one. Government spending is $1.3 trillion less this year than it was last. And that's basically hitting, that's basically hitting year to date, Q2. So Q2. So what that all this money came into the system last year, starting in the year before and all last year, that's not here this year. So the amount of cash that consumers are going to have to spend in stores is going down. So we're going to have a rate of change slowdown. At the same time, we got 7.9% inflation. And the Fed's going to raise rates into a slowing economy. Traditionally, when that happens, you get a recession. You definitely have the economy slowing right now. You have commodity prices deflating. You know, commodity prices going down. So yeah, inflation is very, very high to fight inflation. Typically, you raise rates. But when you raise rates into an economy that's slowing and the slowness is because the stimulus is gone, that's a huge problem. And that's a bigger problem for banks because that's going to impact spreads. It impacts lending volumes. It impacts performances of portfolios across the board, but in particular, consumer portfolios. So to me, it doesn't paint a great picture. And inflation is just one element of what I think is is happening right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said at the beginning there, a lot of it depends on if you look at the credit or debit aspect of this. I think 
you, you mentioned mortgage and we yes very well will see a, a trail off potentially of mortgage volumes and revenues associated with mortgages across the financial institutions as housing prices go up at the same time as we're seeing all the other things you were talking about. But that can then potentially be offset by increases in other borrowing because I do need additional funds to stay at the same level of maybe you know, standard of living that I was at before because my existing dollar doesn't go as far, so I need more of them. So there may be increases in other aspects of the lending that financial institutions do. What it screams to me is the need for different types of technology or looking at existing technology in different ways where we've rode high in the industry over the last couple of decades on very low net charge-offs of very strong credit portfolios, very low risk in the loans that were being made, and an ability to slice and dice differently, both from an existing portfolio perspective, as well as making good sound go-forward credit decisions based on maybe exposure or risk in certain markets, evaluating my concentration in certain NAICS codes that might be more impacted by some of the supply and demand issues that we're seeing. You were mentioning consumer in general, David, you're even breaking that down further of what areas of the country are we serving and what we think is going to be hit harder than others. I, I see a turn towards a lot more use of analytics being intelligent about our data that's going to be much higher need in the coming couple of years as we try to navigate our way through this. And Brian, if I can jump in here, one of the things that I'll say out loud, you know, if you're a bank or a credit union, your numbers are all over the place after the last two years because of the pandemic. What do you do to get yourself back in line with what your data should look like? What's, what's a banker to do is what I'll put out there. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, great point, Ashley. I mean, David, you and I talk about that all, the, the need for benchmarking. How do I know that 3% household growth is good in, in an upturned world? I, you know, I can't look at it and say, here are my numbers over the last three to five years because they're going to be completely different for 2020 and 2021. Having some type of comparison across markets, across financial institutions, across segments is going to be critical in, in understanding where I stand and am I good or bad, right? The numbers aren't just the numbers anymore. I would agree. And when we see a compressed margin environment, which which we're, which I think we're seeing now, I mean, that's a great time to evaluate process. It's a great time to evaluate technology, potentially make investments in digital technology to make your teams more efficient because there's a ton of efficiency to be gained, at least in the banks that I talk to all the time, where you've got disparate process, people re-entering data multiple times. It's, it's not creating a wow experience for clients, and it surely creates a lot of extra work for the teams that are there. We know the teams are getting thin. It's hard to replace workers that leave, and workers that are overworked do want to leave. They want to find a better, greener pasture just because the work is tedious. And that, to me, screams of looking at a digital process transforming in the way in which we work that will enhance margins enhance customer experiences and i think more importantly enhance enhance employee experiences because the key mm -hmm. to creating a wow experience for a customer is to make sure your employees experience wowness in their work and are treated really well because they're never going to treat the customer any better than they're treated mm -hmm. and that includes the tools they have to use 
So I think when you get into an environment like this, it's a great time to evaluate process and evaluate your tech spend. Where are you putting that? And if you're a community bank, you're likely making the majority of your income from commercial lending. And what a great place to to take a look at process and how are we treating customers? How are we dealing with the business customers that we know are facing headwinds, both on the employment side and potentially on the demand side? Because these consumers don't have the pocket full of cash they used to. The rich do, but you know the middle class don't. So I, I just think it's a good time to to evaluate those processes. Mm-hmm. I think we should also look into submitting wowness as word of the year for 2022. I don't know how you go about doing that, but I think that's a fantastic word to get added to to the dictionary next year. Well, awesome. I think with that, wowness, we're out of time. And thanks for listening to Baker Hill's Lending Made Easy.